It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, D.C.? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Wizards with SB Nation's Bulls Forever writer, Ben Mahich, and myself, Anthony Cimadino. We're your hosts, and you are now Locked On Wizards. Go subscribe to the Locked On Wizards podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you may listen. Go throw us a follow on Twitter at Lockdown Wizards. We have a great show ahead of us and a ton to get into. But first, Ben and I would like to thank all of you out there for tuning in whenever you are making this show a part of your day. Thank you so much for uh, making this show a part of your day. Uh, whenever it may be, on the ride to work, after work, when at, whenever it is, ending your day. But thank you. So, Ben, let's get right into it. The Wizards stunned the Nuggets again on Thursday night by beating them 112 to 110, escaping with kind of a crazy win there at the end. Um, Jamal Murray made a, a, a pretty questionable um, call there, passing the ball up. But yeah, Ben, I'd like to get your take on all that, really how the game ended and uh, everything else with this win. But how are you, my friend? What's going on? Doing good, Anthony. Here's the deal, and I like the fact that you started thanking these listeners that we've been getting because our podcast is growing and I, I don't think it's a coincidence that it's growing because the Wizards are winning. If you told me you know, two, three weeks ago even that at this point we'd be talking about the Wizards in this way, not questioning their decisions really, uh, not kind of being low on this team as we have been all season long, I'd be very surprised but here we are. The Wizards, like you said, beat the Nuggets again, swept them this season. Bradley Beal did what he's been doing all season long. 33 points. Russell Westbrook, another triple-double. Rui Hachimura, 20-5. and five. We've seen Westbrook and Rui gain that connection. Russ always looks for Rui in transition. They have kind of an unspoken sort of uh, connection between them where uh, you can see there's almost a sort of a symbiotic relationship there where Rui doesn't even need to look at Russ. The pass is always there. Russ is really leading the way with his passing. And the Wizards are showing that they can beat really good teams. And look, the Nuggets, they're, they're not as because they were last year. I don't think they're contenders, but they're damn good. And, and they're atop the Western Conference for a reason. And, and the Wizards beat them. And holding them to 110 points is no easy feat. They made things rough on them. Like you said, that last play was kind of odd. I thought Jamal Murray should have taken that three. And if not, uh, Michael Porter Jr. was wide open for that layup. Uh, instead, they kind of just floated out to three. But that's their mistake. That's not the Wizards' mistake. They did what they needed to do. They took Awful care take. of business. Awful take. Right. That's their mistake, right? It's not It's not the Wizards. Who cares? That's the Nuggets' fault. That's Michael Malone's fault. That's not Scotty Brooks or the Wizards. They did what they needed to do. They took care of business on the road. The Nuggets are no no pushover, and the Wizards are looking good. 7-3 and three in their last 10, Anthony. So what, I guess what, what is your take on that last sort of play? Do you take this win away from the Wizards just because the Nuggets botched that last play or what? Because people are kind of mentioning that. No, I don't think that like you know the de- de- Denver more so lost this game than than the Wizards won it. The win, the Wizards won this game. I mean, they played great defense down the stretch, um, and everyone really chipped in. 
And Ben, just like you said, Rui, he is turning into such a great asset for this team, uh, being there, uh, making those shots when it counts. And yes, Russell, I mean, Russell Westbrook has uh, really come around and shaken this rust off. And really, if he started out this way, we, we'd we be talking about, you know, him being an all-star right now. And if the all-star game was positioned how it normally should be, I mean, he probably would be a, a an all-star this year. But he's playing great now. Uh, that's all that matters. Them moving forward, they're, they're getting into a groove, such a great groove before this all-star break. And Ben, uh, shout out to Howell Neto um, and Rui Hachimura. They were, they were such great X-Factors in this one. Uh, I mean, with Adavis Bertans out, obviously he's been playing uh, more consistent this year, but still having him out there as a threat regardless. And these guys picked up the slack. And, and yeah, uh, Ben, I, I, I got to say, uh, you know, Rui played really, really well. Obviously, Brad always comes and brings it. Um, I feel like I have we haven't talked about him much uh, on this show yet, but well, today yet. And but you, we just got to give it up to to Howl Neto, man. He's picking up the slack with Ishmith being out, and he's doing wonders on the defensive end. And that's that's all you can ask for. Hey, I mean, he's he's actually he's playing better than anyone would have ever expected him to. There, there's no doubt. I mean, Howl Neto, and we'll get to it in, in in a little bit about his contributions on Thursday, but. Bradley Beal, I'm glad you mentioned his 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 dominant play has become so so consistent that we've gotten kind of spoiled, and this it's this LeBron James Chris Paul type of syndrome where he goes out he'll score 33, 34, 35 points, maybe even 40, and we don't even blink an eye. It's just kind of a common occurrence. He does it on a daily basis, and we don't really talk about it much. But it does it does deserve mention because he has been the best shooting guard in the NBA this season, and it's finally transitioning into wins his points aren't going for you know they're not being lost anymore uh it's it's meaningful now his, he's getting to the free throw line 11 for 11 at the line on thursday he's scoring in bunches he's doing it in a variety of ways he's hitting threes he's getting to the basket he is the best scorer on the planet bar none but the team's identity i'm glad you mentioned how Neto, and like i said we'll get to him a little bit more later the team's identity isn't just formed by Brad. It's formed by guys like Russell Westbrook. And we've been I've been personally down on him this year. He obviously hasn't been playing as well as we expected him. He's finally starting to turn it around a bit. But Russell Westbrook has molded this team's identity. They hustle hard. Guys like Mo Wagner, he scored six points, eight rebounds. But beyond the box score, he hustles. Garrison Matthews hits clutch threes when you need it most. Troy Brown came in and contributed. Denny Avdi on limited minutes. All these guys, even Robin Lopez, they come in, they scrap they get the job done, and that's been the team's identity. They've done it by committee. Scott Brooks has said this over and over again. When Thomas Bryant went down, he was the key energy guy to this team. Now they have to pick the slack by committee, and they've done exactly that. So kudos to the Washington Wizards. Other coaches would have lost his teams, would have lost the locker room. Scott Brooks hasn't done that. They're beating really good teams. The Wizards are turning it around. Say what you will about them. Perhaps that's not the greatest thing uh, for them in terms of their draft positioning, whatever. Not even worth mentioning right now because this ter- this team deserves all the praise. So congratulations to the Wizards and Scott Brooks because these wins are serious wins, and I think it's putting the Wizards on the map. And we're seeing even national news outlets start to take notice because these wins are serious. They beat LeBron. They beat the Nuggets twice. They're beating really good teams, and the Wizards are looking like a good team, the team that we expected them to look. So what a, what a season. What a turnaround, Lockdown Wizards fans. Who would have thought? Locked on Wizards faithful. And to anyone who is tuning in new, keep this show close. Save it, archive it, put it somewhere because 
our favorite host, Ben. Hey, I he give is, credit when it's due. He he has switched. He has jumped off of his ship. He's switched ships. That's just what it sounds like. Does hey, it not? I, this you're all in. I'm I'm not all in. I I am um Oh, you're all in, baby. That's I, what it sounds like. Are you all in on the playoff push? I've been here. Hey, Please I don't join know. us. All in in what sense? Do I want it to happen? I'm a little sad that they might be pushing themselves out of the Cade Cunningham sweepstakes. I oh, won't stop. lie. I won't lie. I think a guy like Cade would be great. Am I excited for this team to potentially make the playoffs? Yes, of course. If everybody wants to see the team they cover make the playoffs, perhaps in the Eastern Conference, be, a home, be in home court. Of course, that would be amazing. And the Wizards have built a team that can do that. They've shown that. Seven and three of the last 10, they've beat good teams. But... I'm not I'm not I'm not a I'm not a type of guy to give you blind faith, right? They've shown me that this team can win games. So I'm giving them credit where it's due. And that's mm-hmm. why Lockdown Wizards fans, I'm glad you you, you stuck stuck around throughout my pessimism and perhaps my realism <laughs> um throughout the season because look, they they're proving me wrong. And I think they're proving most of the NBA wrong, most of the national pundits, the local pundits wrong because look, I've heard and I've talked to other people as as has Anthony you can tell that the morale around this team had shifted. Even the people who covered the team, everyone was low on this team. But the people who weren't low on this team, the people who mattered most to the Wizards, were the Wizards players themselves and the coaching staff. They kept saying, we're going to turn the season around, even though we were low on them and they're proving us wrong. So kudos to the Wizards. I think they're building a solid, solid unit here with great culture. And they deserve credit for that. And Scott Brooks also deserves credit for that. So kudos to all of them all around, no doubt about it. Absolutely, Ben. Uh, congrats to, to, to everyone so far, uh, you know, including Scott Brooks's staff. Uh, they've done a great job uh, in turning everything around. I mean, it really was one thing after another. Rui's injury, TB going down, Russ starting off really, really rusty. It was, I mean, it really was just one, one thing after another. So I'm so happy they were, they were able to, to get it together. Uh, but guys, we have so much more to talk about, more about rest, Westbrook and Rui, more about, uh, you know, Troy Brown getting minutes and Howell Neto in the next segment. But first, I want to tell you guys about Bet Bet BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football may be over, but at the NBA, college hoops, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and prop bets on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're covering everything you need to know about the Washington Wizards, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with the Locked On Today podcast. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Go subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you may listen. Ben, let's dig a little deeper into Thursday's win against the Nuggets, specifically how Scott Brooks finally gave Troy Brown Jr. a chance to play. 
Shirley Brown played 16 minutes off the bench and uh, he was probably, uh, you know, playing in, in uh, a Davis Bertans role. Right. Um, and Ben also a Howell Neto chipped in with 15 points, four assists, five steals. As we already said, he's becoming such a lockdown defender for the wizards off the bench. And uh, he made so many key plays uh, to, to really secure this win, help secure this win. Um, He's exceeding all expectations for the Washington Wizards and everyone who uh, follows them. So, Ben, what are your general takeaways for these guys that I've just mentioned? Uh, Howell Neto, Troy Brown Jr. What, what do we think about the Nuggets win? Yeah, having covered the Wizards and basketball for a long time, as you have, we knew of Howell Neto before the Wizards signed him. But he was always a third-string sort of point guard, a bubble NBA player, a player who had to play a lot harder than his peers to maintain a spot on the roster, but he's showing this year that he's a lot more than just your regular third string bubble backup point guard. He's very good. Like this guy statistically is one of the better defensive point guards in the NBA. And sometimes stats can be deceiving. You look at a guy like Hal Nutter and you're like, there's no way that this guy is one of the better defensive point guards in the league. But then you watch him play and you're like, oh man, he actually might be that. You mentioned five steals. It wasn't just the steals. There were moments where he legitimately locked Jamal Murray down. Jamal Murray couldn't get around him. Also, the offensive plays, the craftiness, the way he makes tough shots around the basket, his three-point shooting. How Neto is legitimate backup point guard in this league. He can play spot starter minutes. You can throw him into any lineup and he'll find a way to make it work. He has also helped shape this team's identity with the way he's played. He plays so hard. He makes key stops. When everybody else takes plays off, Howell Neto will never do that. So kudos to him. The Wizards also, Tommy Shepard, when the Wizards signed him, I know for a fact everyone was kind of like scratching their heads saying, hey, you already had Ish Smith. What's the point of signing Howell Neto? With Ish down, Howell Neto is really showing that he's a really, really, really solid backup point guard. One of the better ones in the league, I'd say. The defense has really been a, an asset for the team that's struggled defensively all season long. You mentioned Troy Brown. It was nice to see him. He didn't contribute much. He had a, he had a, a crafty layup. Um, offer Russell Westbrook assist there, but he played solid defense too. I think I think Scott Brooks knows that if he throws Troy Brown in there, he's not gonna get negative minutes from him. Troy's gonna find a way to make an impact. So with Davis Bertans out, I'd like if Troy Brown kept getting more minutes off the bench. So yeah, fantastic contributions from those two guys defensively. And the Wizards are starting to find kind of an identity there. And it's their role, guys. It's not Russell Westbrook, it's not Bradley Beal leading the way there. It's the Howell Nettos, it's the Troy Browns of the world, even the Mo Wagners of the world that are taking charges, making key defensive stops. So fantastic right. game right there. I mean it, it, it was Ben. But one thing I do want to talk about that's not so positive, Denny's role. Our boy, our favorite rookie right now. Denny Advia, 20 minutes, one he got one shot up. And he kind of disappeared in the offense. And Ben, you and I, we talk a lot even off the show about really how they're handling Denny this season and um just how he's how he's treated out on the court, I guess. And I don't want to say that they're neglecting him you know, really on the offensive end, but in a way on some, in some instances, I mean, he's really not, he's not involved on a lot in a lot of these sequences. What do you, what do you gather from him? Uh, you know, playing all these minutes and really coming up short. 
The truth is somewhere probably in the middle, right? Two points. He's a better player than two points in 20 minutes. There's no doubt about it. He should be scoring in the double digits. They should be letting him lead the offense a little bit, letting him take advantage of his size and his passing skill set. But at some point, I also look at Denny and I'm like, dude, you played 20 minutes. You got one shot up. Come on. Like, even if you're not, if, if they're not, even if they're not drawing plays up for you, you have to find a way to take more than one shot. There's, there's times definitely where Denny gets open looks and he passes on them. He needs to, to be a successful NBA player, you need to play with that sort of confidence where you, you have to take sometimes bad shots. You have to look for your own shots sometimes. I get that Bradley Beal's usage is through the roof, Russell Westbrook as well. But when, especially with Bertans out, Denny has to find a way to get more looks for himself. The onus can't be just on Scott Brooks because at some point as a player, you have to look for your shot as well. So truth is somewhere in the middle. Definitely the Wizards are misusing him, but I would love if Denny Avdia made himself on like undeniable like hey i make yourself undeniable go shoot more I, shots. I hear you on that but ben we we also talk about how scott brooks might use some of these guys like a troy brown jr and maybe a denny advia when they're when he's using these guys as kind of like spot up shooters and and not putting the ball in their hands i mean i in my opinion from what i've seen from Den- denny he's way more effective when the ball is in his hands opposed to just being a catch and shoot kind of guy i don't know where your thoughts are no doubt that. there's no doubt but he's also a really good catch and shoot guy and I think um, the fact of the matter is, and this is just the reality of the NBA, when you have a superstar like Bradley Beal on your team, you're going to have to accept a lesser role. And for a player like Danny Abde, he's 20 years old, he just turned 20. If you're playing a catch-and-shoot role, unfortunately, you're not getting the sort of um, – you're not getting the role where you're initiating offense as much. You have to find open looks, and when you get those open looks, you have to take the shots because he is a good shooter. He's shown that this year. Take the shots when you get them. You can't be passive in the NBA. How many guys in the NBA can you name that are passive and end up having successful careers? You have to play with confidence. You have to take bad shots sometimes, and you have to make yourself undeniable. Because the NBA, it, it, I mean, you, you, it's a sink or swim league, and we saw that with Troy Brown. If you're not contributing right. consistently, you'll find yourself on the bench, and soon enough you'll find yourself out the NBA. I'm not saying that'll happen to Denny, but he has to do something more. He has to contribute more. If he's not re- if he's not scoring, crash the glass hard, go for blocks, cut hard, find open shots, find a way to put more shots up. One shot in 20 minutes is just not going to cut it. And before we get into more, Anthony, we're going to let these guys listen to these fantastic advertisements before we talk about the Wizards' upcoming game against the Minnesota Timberwolves. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Tomorrow on Lockdown NBA, join Anthony Irwin of Lockdown Lakers and Adam Mayers of Lockdown Nuggets for a wrap-up of the biggest stories around the league. Anthony and Adam bring you game recaps, weekend previews, and weekly NBA power rankings you can't miss. Subscribe to the Lockdown NBA podcast wherever you get podcasts. Anthony, the Wizards are 7-3 and three over their last 10 games, and now they're meeting the lowly Minnesota Timberwolves, who are probably the worst team in the NBA, and unfortunately for them, probably not going to turn the season around. Just fired their head coach and Ryan Saunders, hired Chris Finch across a controversial sort of hire. They're 7-26, and 26, 
Washington has shown to be a competitive team as of late, as I just said, 7-3 in their last 10. So what do you think about this matchup? They blew the Timberwolves out earlier, but that was without Carl Towns. Now he's back. The Wizards are shorthanded. No Thomas Bryant. So the onus, again, is on Mo Wagner, Alex Len, Robin Lopez to stop another all-star center. How do you figure the Wizards are going to win this game? Do you think they kind of play down to their competition here? Because I think for the Wizards to show themselves to be a competitive, consistent teams, you got to play with the same energy you do against good teams, against bad teams. So what do you make of what do you make of this game against the Wolves? Ben, seven and three over the last ten games. I think the Wizards are going to keep this rolling. Uh, they they just got back on a win streak, so I think they're going to extend it to two. Uh, against Minnesota, Minnesota, they're they're all over the place. They just fired their their head coach. They're going through um, a misconduct protocol for the, you know, through the league on all that part. So really, they're I, I mean their season right now is kind of a dumpster fire. I mean no, it really is a dumpster fire. So I got the Wizards winning uh, winning this game. And yeah, Ben, we're going to be mainly looking at that uh, really the front court. How Mo Wagner and Alex Lennon and obviously our boy Robin Lopez. Uh, defend and uh, take on Carl Towns. So yeah, Ben, I'm going with a win here. 13 and 18. I uh, I suspect them to be after this one. And Ben, as they as they get closer to be uh, being 500, will we start to see Bradley Beal become more and more a part of this uh, of the MVP conversation? He's got to be. If the Wizards turn the season around after all these issues they faced, the Thomas Bryant ACL terror, six he games, six games postponed with COVID, him playing with G League guys and Jordan Bell, signing Alex Len, these weird lineups that they've had to play just by virtue of not having players enough players to pl- really play a full NBA game. And if they turn the season around, make the playoffs, and better yet, push for a five, six, seven seed or maybe even a higher seed because the Eastern Conference is that bad. You gotta throw Bradley Beal in the MVP conversation, which is, man, the Wizards have. I gotta say, we all knew Bradley Beal was a stud. I don't think anybody expected him to be at this level this quickly. Oh Twenty-seven he, years yes. old, he exceeded every expectation ever. Insane that he's literally yeah. about to be in the MVP conversation. Kudos to the Wizards for sticking to their guns, wanting to rebuild around him and him committing to this team knowing that the grass isn't greener on the other side because it could have gotten slippery quick the season's not yet over they haven't yet completely turned it around but the trajectory is they're on pace to turn this thing around the Timberwolves like you said are very bad it's a trap game it is a trap game because if they let it could be if they let their mindset slip a little bit and they don't play with that same energy that they play against the good teams like the Lakers and Nuggets and then, then, you know, a guy like Carl Towns would come and light you up, give you 40 easy, and, and, and it could be a trap game. And we've seen the Wizards sure. play bad basketball against bad teams. So they got to play with that same consistent energy. But Bradley Beal, man, what a, what a he's a, he's more than an all-star. He's a superstar, man. There's no question about it. He He's in a he's in a tier right now. Um, He's really in just like a handful. Like there's really three or four other guys right now in the league that are um that are on his on that level, in my opinion. I don't think I've yeah. watched the game this year where Bradley Beal hasn't looked like the best player on the floor. Oh, 100%. I mean, he is, he's, in my opinion, he is the best shooting guard the league has. Like, there's best. no there's no doubt about it. And, and yeah. I know people I are going to throw James Harden in there. They will, but I'm not, I, I don't care. Bradley Beal is right now the superior shooting guard. And he honestly, he, I mean, he has been for the past two seasons. Harden has gone back and forth for the with, with the point guard role. And I know he had a great season last year, and he's having a great season this year. Bradley Beal is on another level right now, 
and has been for two seasons. And I mean, honestly, we haven't seen his ceiling. Ben, where is his ceiling? Oh man, he's he has an MVP ceiling. There's no doubt. I mean, when we yeah. talked to when we talked to Drew Hamlin earlier, he talked about how Bradley Beal has added something to his game every single year, and it translates to the court. It's not one of these like, oh, I'm working on my whatever. No, Bradley Beal, whatever he works on, it, you can see it. Like he came into the yeah. NBA as a catch and shoot shooter. Now he, there's not a thing on the offensive side of the floor that Bradley Beal can't do. It is insane. We've seen guys triple team him and him getting shots over them. Dare I say it's almost Kobe-like. Like the way he gets shots up over two, three defenders so easily. He makes basketball look so easy. I mean, there's like Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. How many other guys in the league make basketball offensively look as easy as Bradley Beal? Exactly. There's only two exactly. or maybe five other guys in the NBA. So his ceiling is MVP. And if the Wizards keep playing like this, keep pushing maybe past 500, and you got to put him in that conversation. Dare I say, even give him the award because that's how how bad the Wizards looked earlier this year. So yeah, I think Minnesota's in a, in a in a bind, and I think the Wizards have. Man, I I, I don't want to make this too long or go on off a ramp, but if Bradley Beal keeps playing at this level for years to come, he could legitimately go down as the best guard in Washington Wizards history. And that I don't that doubt that John Wall and Gilbert Arenas. Oh, I don't how doubt great that those guys were. But that's oh, absolutely. And really, Ben, if if Brad if Brad stays in Washington for the foreseeable future for what four or five more years, putting up these unbelievable numbers and possibly even uh, you know bigger numbers than this, I mean, we I won't be surprised if next year he he comes back and he averages thirty five. I mean, what I'm, we're going to sit here and be surprised? I mean, he's showing us that he can do that. He just averaged thirty five for the first what twenty games of the season. So Brad, he's just. And Ben, when he first made the all-star team, he was being bombarded with all these interviews. And the main thing that he kept saying was the game keeps slowing down for me year after year, just keeps slowing and slowing down for him. And that just shows out there the way he's able to, to, to will his team to victory. Sometimes that overtime win against the Lakers, some of those takes, I mean, that was, that was Kobe and, and, and MJ esque. It really was, uh, I mean, he he just gave he just had that look on his face. Give me the damn ball and get out the way. And every time he went down, slash, boom, in some of those layups. I mean, I don't know if you saw. I mean, he had one layup that was absolutely absurd. He just he lost it in the air and like caught it. Still did a reverse. He was still in the air. Uh, it was it was wild. But Ben, yes, he's he's just on a different level. And right now. The, the only reason why I asked that question is because even in my mind last year, he deserved to be in that, in the discussion for MVP. I know the record and all that was, was very, very questionable, but still he was putting up unbelievable numbers. And this year, in my mind, he is the clear cut best shooting guard. You know, the, the league has, the league has right now. And he's putting up numbers that him and James Harden only have put up since Kobe. So yes, he deserves a hundred percent to be right there. With a LeBron James, with a with a Nikola Jokic, you know, whoever is it, Embiid, who was ever in that conversation, Bradley Beal needs to a hundred percent be in that, be a contender for for the MVP right now. Yeah, and we've seen that MVP awards. There's kind of a prerequisite for winning. So if the Wizards keep winning games, push the five hundred, maybe more. I think he's going to be in that conversation. He's already, I think, a lock for All NBA. There's no question. He's an All NBA player. He's an MVP caliber player. And if the Wizards keep winning games, he's going to be in that conversation. So this is what a, what a turnaround for the Wizards. And, and, and it's mostly due to Bradley Beal. 
he's one of these guys um, that he works harder than the 15th man on the team. A guy who's scrapping to, right. to save his career to earn that 15th roster spot. Bradley Beal works harder than that guy. Not only does he work harder than that guy, he's one of the most talented players in the league. So when you have that combination of his work ethic and his skill set, you get an MVP caliber player. And there's only a handful of those guys in the NBA. And the Wizards are damn lucky that one of them is in Washington, D.C. And he's going uh, back home to D.C., meeting the Minnesota Timberwolves, the 7-26 and 26 Timberwolves who are looking to rebuild. Not long ago, we thought this team was going to be a contender, maybe dethrone the Warriors, yet here we are. They're kind of doing a quick rebuild, uh, trying to figure out how to go. But Washington has to win this game to get to the season around. Anthony, you predicted a win. I'm predicting a win. Another win for the Wizards. Another win for Lockdown Wizards. We appreciate you guys for listening. Anthony, anything else before we let these guys go and let them enjoy their weekend? Guys, we love you. We appreciate you. Yes, make sure to tune in to the Minnesota game. Hopefully, the Wizards will be 13 and 18 after that. And, you know, on the way to hopefully coming 500 and uh, past that. So, yes, guys, enjoy your day, your night, whenever you may be tuning in. And we will be back at it again next week. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.